Yes, us. Welcome to the Kefi Life Podcast. My name is Kiki Vale, and I'll be your guide to creating a life of Ola Kala, all is well. Together, we'll get back to the basics, and we'll explore fresh new ways to flourish in mind, body, and soul the Greek way. You can look forward to interviews, stories, essential self-care strategies, recipes, and actionable takeaway Ola Kala moments. This is going to be so much fun. Let's get going. Pame! Our Lexi for today is Pali, or struggle. When struggle appears, the struggle is real, and it's for a reason, so don't shove it away. Pali, or struggle, is especially helpful with children's development for it will assist in positive growth, problem-solving, and coping skills. An important and necessary virtue developed during struggle is persistence, and persistence is the only way to reach the goal. Pali, or struggle, a good thing to endure. This is Kira Moran, president of Kingdom Farms and proud sponsor of Kefi Life. Kingdom Farms provides organic meats, poultry, and fish throughout the USA. Kingdom Farms has been blessed for 52 years with providing the highest quality foods to all our customers. Please contact Kingdom Farms for your culinary needs at www.kingdomfarms.com. Love your food, love yourself with the healing powers of Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Cold extraction, Kalamata olives from the Peloponnese, Greece, this liquid gold, Provides nutrition to your salads, veggies, dips, proteins, and yes, even your skin. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil is an anti-aging wonder food that tastes good, feels sensational, and it has a profound way to express who you are, a person of vibrance, longevity, and well-being. I invite you to experience this food that I call a gift from the earth. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Visit us now, kefilife.shop, and get your yummy bottle of healthy elixir, the best olive oil from our growers in Greece to your personal home for your personal wellness. Visit kefilife.shop for kefilife extra virgin olive oil. That's kefilife.shop. that never ceases to amaze me is the significant impact a parent has on their offspring. Believe it or not, things, habits, patterns, and beliefs are learned at an early age, and they do have an impact. Hopefully, it's a good one. However, let's keep in mind, no one is perfect. Listen, I'm a parent. I've been a parent for a long time. I have four children, and I am still learning every single day. So what is different for me when I grow up and my children grow up, or what is different that my kids aren't doing? For example, I would have to stop and use a payphone if I was on the road. I couldn't just like pick up my little device. If I needed directions, I looked them up on the computer, I printed them out, and I took that sheet of paper with the directions with me. Finding information, oh God, it took effort and it was not instantaneous. Today, everything, our entire life is discovered in a moment and a click. Is this affecting our youth? Is this affecting how they are growing up? Well, we're going to find out a lot more today. Stella Kelvis is an expert in this area. She's the president of Mental Health Association of Greater Chicago. She's here to illuminate us on parenting in 2022. Stella, wow, this is a big loaded topic. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's also... Um, culturally based. Remember that every culture has their own idea about how to bring up a child well. So, um, so it's a very interesting topic. Thank you for having me on so that we could talk about it. Glad to take it on. Tell me what your questions are. Yeah, it's really 
Okay, great. It's great to have you here because uh, talking to you in the past, we've done past episodes, uh, you are so full of information and very passionate about your message. Just quickly, because we have mentioned it before, but just quickly in a nutshell, tell us about the Mental Health Association of Greater Chicago first. Okay, the Mental Health Association of Greater Chicago was founded in 1957. Uh, the ladies who started it here basically in their dining room table and one of the ladies' dining room table followed the tenants of a person by the name of Beers. He was in a medical setting uh, dealing with mental illness. And when he got well and came out, he wanted to do something about the fact that people with mental illness were not treated very well. The places were not clean. Uh, the people were treated with very little respect. Uh, so it was like as if you had if you had a mental illness, you didn't count. So he wanted to make a change in that, and that's what they focused on. Um, in fact, when they first started out, they would go out to clinical settings and test them to see how clean they were, how they were treating people, etc. cetera. Uh, and that's how we started. Uh, along the way, they discovered the stigma was an issue and so started to put things out on, the, on, on news ads about suicide, about things, trying to educate the public in general about mental illness. Um, but fast forward to 2005, we started a program to provide about mental illness in schools for adolescents, mainly because adolescent time is the time where most disorders appear uh, or manifest. And so that is a time we wanted our we want our kids to know what a mental illness looks like, what we can do about it, how to avoid a mental illness if we can, or how to st- to get help so that it doesn't become worse and, and we have a secondary mental illness, um, that kind of thing. Uh, And so we focused on education. Up until recently, uh, thanks to COVID, we realized a lot of people who need help may not be able to get it. And we started bridgetohelp.org, which is a site where you can go and click and get a appointment uh, um, non-incognito and for free and be able to talk to a therapist about a situation that you're dealing with and you want to just need to turn to somebody. That's who we are today. Okay, outstanding. Um, our our focus or our concentration for this episode then will be, since a lot of the problems do start in adolescence, which is kind of frightening actually, um, we'll, we'll talk, we'll tackle um, the issue of parenting and parents and children and so forth. So what are some of the issues that parents face today that make a difference in our child's mental health? Well, there are um, a lot of things that um, that parents are worried about, but I can tell you one thing that Our children, and that's probably the biggest worry, we know they're in between being a child and being an adult, and the front lobe here, the brain part, hasn't um, been developed yet, and basically the decisions they make may not always be the best decisions. It doesn't actually develop until they're about 25 years old. So one of the things that parents tell me, they don't understand why their kids do some things. Well, they do some things because they don't always have the right tools to make the right decisions. Uh, then we add a lot of things that we um, that are going on in their school environment and around them, and that makes a huge difference as well. So parents are worried about the fact that they might have a job and the family to take care of. And so now as the child is growing, they want to make sure the child has everything it needs to be emotionally well, but it becomes very difficult when the parent has other responsibilities as well as like putting food at the table. Uh, information overload. Even the parents are overloaded well, so are the kids, okay? Let's not, not count that because they do spend time on social media. They do spend time online. So they are overloaded with information also. Um, what our kids are being taught. Parents today are worried about what the kids are being taught in school, 
They may or may not agree with it, but is the education the education that they want for their child? That has become a very huge issue of topic and topic of discussion. Um, we want them to have a quality education that will take them forward, but we we may not agree with everything that they are being taught. Uh, social media is is a big worry. One because of bullying that can happen on social media. The other one is that the kids that are on social media pretend that they have this wonderful, fabulous life, and your child may not may look at that and think, "Well, my life isn't like that. My life sucks." Um, and they might feel bad about themselves because they're seeing someone put up that front where they've got the new purse, they've got the new shoes, they've got the new life, the makeup, the style, the popularity, and they don't. So sometimes, even though it's not bullying, it's comparison, and comparison breeds discontent. Um, so that's an issue. I mean, we worry about social media predators. You know, social media, the predators. I took a, a whole session with the FBI. I went to Washington, D.C., and I took a session on what to look for in social media when it comes to predators. Well, predators present themselves as one of the kids that they are. They don't present themselves as who they really are, or the kids wouldn't be talking to them. They're not interested in talking to the ball guy sitting at the other end of the, of the screen. And so they pretend that they're, and social media allows this to happen, where they can pretend they're somebody they're not, and then they say, let's meet at the park. And so the child goes to meet at the park. You are used to letting your kid go to the park and your child goes to the park and something happens or something is attempted. Uh, it's a scary, it's scary, it's scary. And, and uh, technology has made it a little bit more scary. The other thing is screen time. You know, our kids spend a lot of time on the screen. Um, it becomes a real challenge. There's peer pressure, which is an oldie, but still out there. There's the issue of how much discipline is right in today's day and age. I don't want to be a parent who's constantly telling my kid what to do, but what do I do to make sure my child is safe and well and succeeds and is happy? So I really like what you said, which is there's no such thing as a perfect parent, uh, and there isn't, but there's also no perfect child. Okay, so we sometimes we look at our kid and we want them to do A, B, C, and D. And if they deviate from that, we get very upset and, and it's a stress factor for us. But that's okay. That's part of the learning process. You know, when you're, um, when you're doing something as a child, you know, like trying to sit in a chair, you have to keep attempting. You'll fall. You might even hurt yourself when you first attempt it. But that will get you strong enough to learn to be able to sit in the chair. And that's the same thing in living life. And so as parents... There's some things that we have to relax and allow our kids to make those mistakes and those and, and struggle. Allow them to go through the struggle. So those are some of the things. I mean, I'm sure I could go on with more. That was a great beginning. And Stella, as we immerse our children back into school now, uh, trailing off with August and entering September and into the fall season, um, I can say that students and children will be facing some of these things that you're talking about. And I, as a parent, found that well, again, I'm going to bring up my mom because I just adored her and she was so kind and good to me. One thing she told me was, Kiki, make sure if you can to be home when your children come home from school. When they come home from school or have somebody there for them to talk to because they go to school and they hear all this stuff and they're upset about something and they don't know if they're really upset or what they heard. And, 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 and I found that to be true. Like I couldn't always be home, but there was always somebody home to just hear them and children want to be heard. They, they want to have somewhere to, they want to talk. Even if a parent is not home, having the ability to have the child call and be able to talk to them is huge. Uh, a child does want to be heard. And as a parent, 
We have to listen and not judge, which is not easy because when they make a decision or they choose to do the wrong thing and they're telling you about it, the last thing they really are telling you for is for you to judge them and criticize them. So we want to say to them, for example, what did you do? What did you do that you would do differently next time? Treat them as if they're an adult, basically, in a lot of respects, as, you know, for their level. But treat them that way if you want your children to open up to you. One of the things that is is um, very important is, and and I want to mention this, we have read several studies that have shown that kids have been have been um, deal. The study had to do with parents at work and don't have time for their kids, and how the kids come out at the other side because of that. And what they found from these studies is that as long as a child felt loved, even if the parent was not always there, even if the parent was busy and was working and could give them time only at the end of the day or or the next day with their issues, whatever the case may be, if the child felt loved by the parent, then the child was fine. They could handle it. It's when they felt the parent, they didn't feel their love, because we know most parents do love their kids. As far as I can tell, 99.999 do. Uh, but when a child doesn't feel that love, they tend to think the parent doesn't care. So they will not open up to them. They will not talk to them. And they will not be okay when the parent is working a lot of hours. Um, so that's something to keep in mind uh, as we talk about talk to your child. Yes, and listen, listen. More than talk, listen to your child and don't criticize. If you are going to criticize, criticize the action, not the child. Tell them, was that the right decision at that time? This is a learning process. Tell them that all the time. It's a learning process. Is this the right decision that you made? Do you think it was? Okay, what would you do differently next time? Well, okay. So you're learning and you're going to figure it out next time. Gosh, I'm learning a lot. You're making me want to cry, but let me just hold myself and and segue here, Stella. Um, As we move forward, how do we help? um, Well, how about this one? Is disciplining making a difference in how much is too much or not enough when we want to discipline our child? Well, every parent has to make their own decision on this, but here's what studies have shown. And I'll I'll start out with what do we want for our kids? Uh, For example, we want our child to be responsible. We want them to do the right thing. We want them to make the choices that are the right choices. We want them to be successful in life and do what they want to do. And we want them to be safe and we want them to be happy. Well, one thing to keep in mind, um, some parents like to keep telling the child what to do. And as long as the child is doing what they're told, it's a good kid. Well, here's the issue with that one is that as a child is being told how to dress, how to do this, how to do this, how to do that, and they're following directions because that is what their parents want. And and most kids, I'm telling you right now, the majority of the kids want to please their parents. So they will try to do what their parents want. So they will do what the parent says, especially when they're younger. Well, what happens is as they get older, they're used to being told what to do. So now they're out in a high school environment And they're still doing what they're told, except it isn't you, the parent, anymore. And they don't have that skill to make decisions. They don't have that skill to to decide what is the right decision and what is the wrong decision. Because as a parent, you gave them the answer. 
You kept them from struggling. You protected them. You gave them what to eat. You told them what's right. You told them what to do. You told them when to study, when to go to school, when to play. And so they've been told they've been used to that, except now they're hearing it from the teacher at school who you may not agree with or you may agree with, but maybe not. Uh, the kids there, other people's, other kids' parents, who your kid may be hanging around with and is at their house or whatever the case may be. And that is not what you want. You're like, what just happened? This kid doesn't do what I want him to do. Well, what happened is they're listening to somebody else right now. So how do we change that? Well, here's one um, study that has shown that if kids are given the responsibility of making decisions at a younger age, when the consequence of their decisions are smaller, they become confident in making decisions. And then discussions with their parents about did the decision bring the outcome they wanted is where they get that courage to continue to make decisions and make good decisions. As a parent, what you want to do is you want to have the strength and the courage to influence them instead of tell them what to do. Influence them in a direction and make them see a point of view they may not have seen um, otherwise. Now, of course, if something is illegal, immoral, or life-threatening, you're going to step in. There's no two ways about that. Uh, you're going to step in as a parent. You're going to stop that. You're the adult in the situation. And so you will have to take um, to, to ha- be in that prevention mode to make sure that your child is, is safe. But other than that, if there's a dis- allow them to make decisions within those boundaries based on their age, explain to them what you're doing. Let them know that, you know what, I'm I'm going to allow you to make decisions up to this point because my job is to protect you. And I want to protect you, but I want you to learn to protect yourself. And I want you to learn to to make good decisions. So I want you to do it yourself because that's how you're going to learn. And you'll make mistakes along the way. That's okay. We'll work through them together until you get to the point where you can go to the next level. And then I'll allow you to make more decisions because you showed me you're really thinking things through and you're learning from some of the consequences you're having from your decisions. So as long as you're protecting your child, allowing them to make decisions based on their level, because, you know, younger children can only make so many kinds of decisions. And we, and as a parent, we have to decide that. And as they grow, we allow them more freedom to make more decisions as long as they show us they're following the right direction. And what happens with that? is that when they go out to the school and someone says to them, here, try this drug, it really makes you feel well, they're going to think about this and they're going to have the confidence to say, no, I'm not going to try it because that is not a good decision for me. Because you've allowed them to make decisions and they're confident in their ability to make decisions. And that's how they learn and that's how they you are more in an influence in their life than their peers and others outside the home. And that's part, and that's part of parenting. Uh, how do we also help our kids develop their character in a good way? Because I think for me, I think that's really important as a parent. I, for us to convey to our children, good character is uh, something you carry throughout your life. Oh, absolutely. And one of them is respecting others. So in order for our child to learn to respect others, they must be respected. And so we need to make sure that we are respecting our kids and we show respect to our children for what they're thinking and what their beliefs are. The other thing is being a constant and continual message of love. If you show that you are respectful, that you are kind, that you're 
mimicking the person you want your child to be. And one of those is being a message of love and a message of caring, especially to your child. So you want to make sure that you're providing that for your kid. And it's not always easy. What goals do you want for your child? In my opinion, write them down. What do you want for your child? I mean, yes, I mentioned some, the laws, following the laws, having the appropriate behavior, lifelong learning. You want your child to have lifelong learning? Then help them. Go to the library. Spend time with them. Spend time with them. Show them your learning on a continuous basis. Um, Be at peace with your world and help your children be at peace with the world around them as best they can. We are living in turbulent times. Um, A lot of things go wrong all around us. And if you have the news on, turn them off. You can listen to the news. Take your 10 minutes to listen to them for the day so you know what's going on and then put them away. It's something we cannot change. We cannot change what's going on out there. What we can do is make sure it doesn't affect our lives, our behavior, our children. And the other thing is to let them know that you're not perfect and you know you're not perfect. Um, Sometimes you make wrong decisions and you pay the consequence for your decisions and letting them know that, that I don't always make the right decisions and that happens and that's going to happen throughout your life. But I'm going to hope and I'm going to work towards you learning how to make the best decisions you possibly can for every situation. And if I can help you with that, maybe I can make your life safer, easier and better and your everything more successful in your life. At the end of the day, we want our kids to be happy. Stella Kalfas, it's been such a, a learning experience for me today and I hope for other people as well that are parents, maybe your parents-to-be, maybe your parents, maybe your grandparents. So much wonderful information today. And of course, I always ask my special guest this question, Stella Kalfas. Uh, feel free to answer with what you've learned. The question is, in my life, I've learned that. In my life, I have learned that if I come from a place of, hey, I care about how you feel instead of, oh, don't feel that way. It doesn't, it's not important. What are you worried about? If I come from a, okay, I understand how you feel. What can we do about it? And open a discussion like that. The person knowing that I understand that how they feel is okay. And I'm not going to judge them for how they feel. We cannot tell people how to feel. If I do that with my kids, even today, as they're a lot older, um, and they're not teenagers anymore, but I know that I will get to have them listen to me. I will have a good relationship with them, and I will um, influence some of their direction that they're looking at that I might agree with. (laughs) Sounds strange at this age for my kids, but... I still try to influence them, believe it or not. Stella Kalfas, you've been a blessing and we thank you so much for your expertise, your knowledge, and thankfully you are here and around to share it and shine your light on everyone. Can't wait till the next episode. Yeah, same here, whenever you like. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, Kala. This Ola Kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Centillus, ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs. Newsflash. In live situations, a person of balance and health understands that the example he or she gives is far more influential than the words he or she speaks. I'm constantly reminded of this in my very own household. My family's not particularly doing what I say, but what I do on a regular basis, pressure on. 
Parenting is a great compass to driving due north for yourself and for your loved ones. My husband used to say to me all the time, Kiki, someone is always watching. Hmm, it's true. But so is this one by Benjamin Franklin. A good example is the best sermon. Wise words to live by. Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit kefilife.com, at kefilife365 on Instagram, and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Kefi Life.